So hi, one of the good noise podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with Brett from Fernway. And we're gonna ask him some questions today about their upcoming album Auto Crave. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to the announcement so far? Thank you. I'm I'm so unbelievably excited about this record coming out and the response about the few singles that have come up for have been amazing. So I couldn't be happier with the direction that it's going in. Oh yeah. The album sure. was sick. It rocks, yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much. Of course. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yes. Yeah, so the the meaning behind the album artwork and um the name itself kind of has to do with um, the concept of the modern age that we're living in and that us as humans are kind of, we're, we're drawn to technology. I'm trying to think of like a, like a way, it's so weird like saying it in front of people because like in my mind, like I have it all labeled out. But um, so the name has to do with human's addiction to technology and how that is slowly becoming the most addictive thing on the planet and how it's kind of just consumed our daily lives like we can't even go to sleep without like checking our phone like five minutes before we're going to bed or Mm -hmm. we can't fall asleep without television we can't like we can't even do anything and especially this past like the past two years with everything that happened um it's kind of driven us even closer and further into the rabbit hole of technology and there's that doesn't mean that's a bad thing either i mean technology is a wonderful thing i mean like we're doing this right now this is like this is amazing this is like grade a human communication that can happen with technology and that's the beauty of it but there is the negatives of it too and there's the it's just kind of a I don't know. There's, it's just the ups and downs and Fernway wants to emphasize on the positives that can be drawn from it while also emphasizing that a huge thing that has been caused by this is lack of human interaction and mm-hmm. destruction of inhuman communication that has been established. Wow. You That's did very cool. well explaining that. That's a good job. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Let's go. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? So the writing process for this album kind of had to happen really fast. So um, we, as a band, dropped an EP two and a half years ago. It was called Welcome to the Ground. And so we had plans to tour off of that. We had plans to do a bunch of stuff for it. And then um, the world shut down and we were like, so what do we do now? And we're like, okay, I guess we should just start writing. And we had just like, we had just like a bunch of ideas. And um, for the first like couple weeks, we were too, like actually first like month to two months, we were kind of like too worried to meet up. And um, until like some of us were like vaccinated and like, like we were distancing ourselves properly. So mm-hmm. we ended up actually writing most of it through, um, through voice memos. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, we used like voice memos for some of the recording stuff. Um, our guitar player Jonah uh, sent over like something that's actually on the record that he used to record in his voice memos. That's so cool. And and um, he ended up doing that. And then once it kind of felt a little bit more comfortable for us to meet up, our vocalist RJ owns a studio called Skyway Studios, and we ended up just like the few of us just meeting up and just like hammering it out and like really like diving into the writing process. So this whole past year and a half, two years has just been like cooped up and just like writing and just kind of like, I don't know, just like, and having fun with it too. So 
I am. That was kind of the writing process for it. All sure. Right. That's really cool. Um, in terms of like, you know, obviously you had to write this in the pandemic and everything. Was there like an adjustment for you guys, like going from writing in person to like writing through voice memos? Um, there was, it, actually it was this, see, this is the thing that's kind of the beauty side of it, which kind of has to do with the, the, the good emphasis of the word autocrave. Um, we ended up having to get much better at recording in our own spaces and mm -hmm. being better at communicating with each other and um voice memos was like it was like a few that like i think only one part actually made it onto the record from the voice memos i mean all the parts from the voice memos were actually like written and recorded later yeah but um i ended up um i ended up getting a new laptop i ended up getting logic i ended up learning how to record on my own time um rj got he's um, I, I think he's a great recording engineer and he, he just got better and the rest of us just kind of like really dove into like how can we record on our own time to like make sure like everyone else can kind of like make their lives easier so when we come together it's all a finished and good thing you know mm -hmm. yeah makes sense perfect yeah uh, so what song off this album took longest to write and which one is your personal favorite so the one that took the longest to write um wow i never even thought about that one probably if i had to say the one that probably took the longest to write this try smiling forgive me not i'd probably say mountain climber might have taken the longest that was the first song that we kind of wrote as um, being distant from each other. So it's just like sending voice memos back and forth and like me recording a part and then RJ like editing it. So like, yeah, actually surprisingly now that I'm thinking about it, every song is written very quickly for this record. Like, oh, very, wow. Yeah, like 23, that song, that's like XXIII, the Roman numerals, uh, mm -hmm. 23. RJ and I wrote that in two days. Wow. Wow. We Yeah, we finished that. I had like a lot of the guitar parts written. And then I came to RJ. We sat down and recorded that. And then um, RJ's like, I have this really cool synth idea and vocal melody. And then we just always are, we're, we're always just writing lyrics on our phone for future reference mm -hmm. for, for ourselves. And that song was done like that. Try smiling. RJ literally was like, hey, I wrote this song. And I'm like, wow, okay. Well, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, um, so Mountain Climber, I'd say, was probably the longest. And then my favorite song is Compass Free off the record. Um, so that song to myself personally, I wrote a lot of that song, um, guitar wise and lyric wise. And that song comes from a place of serious mental health hurt for myself. Mm -hmm. And I came from, um, I struggled with alcohol addiction for a little while and I struggled with and I still I still struggle with imposter syndrome on a daily basis to be honest but um it's about a place of starting from ground zero and starting from rock bomb uh, rock bottom and realizing that in some way shape or form like we try to get from point a to point b no matter what it is but we us as people like we see like 
our friends going in certain directions. And we kind of think that we have to also go in that direction. So we try to hammer out like and break down these doors to get into the next room to get to the next place. But we don't stop to like breathe and like look around us and then like acknowledge that, oh, there's another door right next to the door that I'm trying to break through. That's easily just as easy to open. So the idea to like the meaning to me of compass free is that no matter how hard the situation is, we will all find our way to our like a happier place. And it might take time, but it is just like a beautiful message that I just wanted to convey through music in some way, shape or form. I love yeah, that. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener, the opener, closer, be the closer, did you shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? Uh, wait, what was that? I'm sorry. Like the... Uh, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener, be the opener, closer, be the closer, did you just shuffle around, see what fits? What was that process like? So we wanted to, we almost kind of did it in terms of single release for us, but, um, we just thought about it in terms of like a live show. And if we were to play like that record front to back, that that would be a set list. And we just, I don't know, to to us as music listeners, we like things to kind of just be a roller coaster of just like interest and there's high points, there's low points, you know, and that's kind of like how that, like that set list was kind of picked out. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. I'd actually like to go back to the last question for like a quick second. You mentioned that the album overall was written like pretty quickly. (laughs) What do you think made the album go by so quickly? What what do you think made it so easy to write? Was it because you were all in your own elements? Was it the voice memos? What do you think that that was? I think the thing that made it really quick for us was we we felt like we almost had to just start writing really quickly because I know it's it's so hard to keep up in in the modern like in the modern age of music where you know like we didn't like we didn't even start like really hammering TikTok until like this like past like few months yeah. but um we're seeing like bands that like we look up to and we listen to and all these bands that have like millions of dollars who are like oh like we like we dropped a record but like now oh well we can't tour so here's another full-length record for you like bring me the horizon did that i I love that band and um i was like how are we supposed to keep up with these people and it's like well we just got to write like we just need to like like sit down and like really hammer out some ideas and we always have like um we always had like um just like a bunch of ideas and a bunch of songs just kind of like on the back burner that um not like on the back burner in a bad way by any means but like mm-hmm. songs that we have written and then we're like let's save this idea and then when we're ready let's sit down and like let's try and make this as beautiful as we can and with a lot of like with a lot of us like sitting down and just writing um it's, it's mainly like myself rj and jonah who just who just come up with a bunch of ideas and then mm-hmm. we come together and then we're like oh that's in the same key as this thing that i wrote or oh i could just shift this up a half step and that complements that very nicely so um it was kind of just like a bunch of like a lot of us throwing things at the wall and like a bunch of things just kind of sticking which was kind of like really nice and uh like try smiling was written in like a, a couple days 23 was written in two days good enough was written in probably like two or three days 
paper man rj just kind of like he just wrote that in like a day and was like hey i wrote this thing and it's done oh my God. <laughs> right I, I, I was like wow like I, I i didn't even stop to think about this in the u.s i'm like wow we actually wrote this record very quickly and i'm happy with every song on it like i'm yeah. so happy Hell yeah. You should be. My God. Um, it's yeah. it's awesome that like you guys kind of felt like a sense of urgency like in the pandemic because like most of the artists we talked to obviously they were writing in the pandemic because most of the albums we're talking about now were written then but it's like the bands were kind of like yeah we finally had like a chance to kind of take our time and like you <laughs> guys were like down. let's see how fucking fast we can write an album while we're all locked in our houses and like that's crazy. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, so where would you say your headspace is at while you were creating this record? Um, the headspace is, it's been a roller coaster and it, it went, there's like moments where there's this moment of euphoric bliss where I can just like listen to a song that we're in the process of recording. And like, I almost just like, I just audibly laugh because of how genuinely happy I am in the moment. Yeah. And, and then there's a moment when like recording compass free, like where I literally just, I started just bawling my eyes out during the recording process because of how close that song is to me personally. Yeah. So, so for, uh, for all of us too, I know like um, all of us have kind of had our own, um just roller coaster of endeavors that we've kind of just been going through i know rj kind of has a lot of his stuff he's been dealing with and um our guitar player jonah's a travel nurse so he's like he's like really like he, like he'll go mia for like weeks like i need a breather so like yeah. it's been it's it's really like a good thing when like when we can come together and like we just all like once a chorus or a verse comes together like we just like look at each other and we just like start laughing because we're just like wow like this is awesome Love that. so yeah. just a roller coaster is the word i could just use for it all right oh for sure yeah. God. Mm-hmm. uh so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time should they do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on is it a workout album party album what do you personally recommend see this is the thing that's kind of cool about it um it's it's a record i think you could do whatever you want with it's a i'm i'm a fan of the old-fashioned oh just like put in headphones and listen to it or just listen to it in the car but the song has like the record has so many different types of songs on it like the song good enough off that record like to me like i want to hear that song playing in like a party sense like it's not like like party like oh like get like messed up you know like, you know, like but like when i like when i hear that song good enough um have you ever seen the movie uh, night at the museum yeah yeah i want that song because um i think the ending of that movie i think they play um earth wind and fires september i think mm-hmm. is what they play yeah and i could just imagine firmly is good enough being like almost sampled over it like i just like we did it as like a joke like the one day like we turned the audio down and we just turned good enough up so like that like i could see that in a party sense and then you get songs like like 23 or you get songs like um like compass free where i think like those are just like really powerful like in your own kind of like in your own realm of things but who knows like however you want to listen to it this is just the beauty i like that yeah uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this album for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Um, adventurous. Okay. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And. This, oh, man. Um, three words. One more. One more. Beautiful and optimistic. 
there you go perfect perfect yeah uh, so in that same chain of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? Um, a certain emotion to have while going through the record. Um, I, don't, it's, I wouldn't consider it an emotion, but I would say um, the willingness to adventure um different realms i don't really know how to like i guess the emotion would just be positive just happy just go into the record being happy i don't know and if you're going into that i mean you could absolutely be sad because there's definitely some sad songs on there too so and maybe if you go into it sad it'll make you feel happy by the end there you go there we go (laughs) that that is what we want don't listen to stay well uh if you're sad and trying to be happy though listen to try smiling that's the song there you go (laughs) all right but so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this album favorite memory made while recording this album Mm -hmm. um i think one of them had to be after good enough was written um i remembered upstairs in rj studio and i was just kind of dancing like around the studio like listening to the song for like like we probably listened to it like three or four times in a row but just like dancing around and then we would just listen to a jonas house and we would just do like the same stupid dance like over and over again um so either that or i remembered after try smiling was like the single was dropped i remembered um somebody got cupcakes for us like yellow cupcakes for us and i remembered we took like a video. I probably still have it on my phone of one of us just eating like one of the cupcakes. But I remember there's like a video and it just like turns to me and it's just me. Just like I just like took the cupcake and I put the whole thing in my mouth. So I think like probably those were probably my favorite memories of recording the record. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> love that. Uh, one and done. You know exactly, man. <laughs> Um, so picture this, you're on Tori at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Um, peanut butter banana cliff bar. Nice. Ooh, yeah, that locked and loaded. Mm-hmm. Yep, that, that is my go-to. Every time we stop at a gas station, it is, I get a black coffee and a peanut butter banana cliff bar. Black coffee. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's okay. It's not as honestly, like I used to hate black coffee, but, mm-hmm. um, somebody said, so I don't know where it came from. Um, like I said, I, used, I, I one day just decided to not to be like a snob either mm-hmm. about coffee. Um, one day somebody just like, let me try theirs. And I was like, well, I actually don't hate this. Cause I drink coffee anyways. Mm-hmm. And I just started to like drink it and I hated it at first, but I'm like, I think if I just force myself to drink this, like, I think I'll probably like it. Oh, yeah. And now I just love black coffee. So <laughs> black coffee and peanut butter banana cliff bar. Wow. Okay. I'm proud of you for doing that because I, I could never, but I, I support you with that, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I always, uh, I'll do the joke when I'm at work. Like I'll put like black coffee inside of uh, a glass of ice and I'm like, I think this Pepsi tastes flat. And I'll have one of my <laughs> friends try it. And they're like, uh-huh. oh, and I'm like, it's evil you're a villain (laughs) i'll just like my my sinister laugh i'll just kind of be like like i'm just laughing at this person struggling to like get the taste out of the mouth for the rest of the day that's evil (laughs) that's fucked up that's fucked up (laughs) 
So on the topic of food, if the band was a dish, what dish would the band be? I want to say either sushi Mm -hmm. or a smorgasbord because I want to say all of us have so much personality, but we're all so different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I feel like when you go out to get sushi, like with friends and you go like a giant thing, it's like, we're going to get like five totally different kinds. So like, mm-hmm. that's kind of like where I imagine because you get, um, you get our bass player who's like, he's a, he's a professor, he's a jazz teacher. Like he's like, he is a smarty pants. Uh, <laughs> I love Alex. Um, you get Jonah who's traveling. There's Jonah, but he's very much like into totally like out there, crazy music. And um, he's, he's so goofy and loves to hike and explore. You get me where I'm like really into like hardcore music and I like a lot of like metal and heavier stuff. And then um Tanner still listens to I don't know like Tanner and RJ kind of listen their brothers are drummer and our vocalist so they kind of listen to some of the same stuff but like we're all like so different in so many ways so yeah. all right perfect uh so for the last couple of questions we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with drink last meal would be spicy tuna roll um sushi and then last drink would be because it's a treat myself drink i would probably do um one of those like venti sweet cream vanilla cold cold brews from starbucks or yeah or like one of those uh like those like brown sugar cinnamon drinks from starbucks those are so good so like i'd probably just like i'll probably just go with both of those (laughs) Oh, exactly yeah. live yeah. it up live it up, live it up you know <laughs> two two dr- things that totally don't complement each other whatsoever but no like let me live my life you know exactly oh, yeah. sushi and coffee it's you know gotta try it gotta try it <laughs> so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live one fictional world for a week yep. um maybe nah i was gonna say maybe naruto maybe Oh. It depends how busted of a character I could be, but like I'd probably say like I'd probably say Naruto if I could be busted. That's the that's the only exception. Okay, <laughs> okay that's All cool. Right. We'll take yeah. it. Um so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Green. Nice. You have All a specific right. shade of green? Um it always kind of varies uh going towards fall i really like evergreen mm-hmm. for fall and winter getting towards this time of year i kind of like slime green oh um, yeah like slime green um kind of like neon ish lime green yeah yeah uh, nice so, Perfect. oh yeah that is an important question it really is, it is yeah it is the most important question, question. it is <laughs> uh so as i said that's all the questions you have today is there anything that you would like to plug um yeah um i'm just excited i'd just like to say that i'm very excited for the record to be coming out um we got a whole bunch of merchandise that um is going to be getting shipped out in the next couple weeks as well and we'll be having those up um as soon as possible um the record comes out in just a couple days june june 17th 
Um, there'll be a tour coming soon, uh, July. We're looking to do a tour early July. So I guess keep an eye open for that. And um, yeah, that's kind of just about it for now. More tours to be announced in the future for sure as well. Wow. Oh, yeah. Good. All right. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you for now. This has been Brett from Fernway, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.